It's The Principle with Pastor Mac, where we learn the heart of God through the mind of Christ by the power of the Holy Spirit. I am your host, Pastor Mac. Join me as we dive into the passages of Scripture and find out how principles from God's Word give us the power to overcome the problems of life. Hello, everyone. So glad you're here with me again this week. Uh, I uh, don't want to take a whole lot of time. I hope you're having a great holiday season. Pray you're blessed, and uh, thank you for joining me. Uh, it means a lot. I uh, I don't want to I don't want to delay too long. I know I took a long time last week. It seems like I always do these long introductions. Um, I want to go back to Genesis. I want to look at something that I've, I've never noticed before, and I want to talk about. We you know last week we talked about Jacob and wrestling with God and and going in going to places that are the the places we don't want to go that are the hardest for us, the, the dark. And, and we talked about that last week and, you know, I've heard, I've heard this story about Jacob preached many times and, and, uh, you know, we, I've heard people talk about how Jacob really, you know, he had the name change right from Jacob to Israel, but, um, you know, his dealing with Esau, even, even right after this, um, he kind of sort of, deceived Esau, his brother, and told Esau he would meet him at, at Seir, and he didn't. He he went to a place called Sukkoth, and uh, and so that, you know, Jacob really wasn't all that much changed, or at least not yet. He grew and all that, but I, I noticed something this week that that I really think tells me that Jacob truly was changed, and a deeper measure than we really think. And and I want to look at it and talk about it and then see how it applies to us. Um, because if it, if it doesn't do us any good tomorrow, then it's not really any good. Right. So Genesis chapter 33, this is after Jacob wrestling with the angel. Um, and what caused all that up to that point of wrestling with the angel and all that was Jacob was told that his brother Esau was looking for him and that he had 400 men with him. Now, remember, this is Esau, the same Esau that he, uh, that Jacob uh, connived him uh, out of his uh, birthright. And then he stole the blessing from him. And then he ran because Esau, the last time that Jacob heard anything from Esau or heard anything about Esau, Esau said, if I see him, I'm going to kill him. So now it's been a few years later, um, Jacob gets told, hey, Esau, your brother's looking for you, and he's got 400 men with him. Um, and that scared um, that scared Jacob. You could say it scared him to death. You could say it scared the stuffings out of him. You can say however you want to say it. It scared him. And that was part of what led to the wrestling with the angel and all this around that. And I'm not going to go into all the details of what he did. Um, he did some stuff that I think was kind of shady. But um, anyway, so he he meets this angel. He wrestles with this man angel all night long and gets his says, you're no longer going to be called Jacob. You're going to be Israel for you have wrestled with God and man and prevailed. And, and I talked about that last week. So now he's, now he's coming up on his brother Esau. And so he does something that um, I think was pretty smart, actually. Um, 
kind of uh, kind of not very manly, but pretty smart. He starts sending his servants and his flock and all that ahead of him. And with the intent and tells his servants that, Hey, I want you to give some of this stuff to Esau. I want you to give it to him. And then he sends his handmaidens with the children ahead. And then he sends the one wife, Leah ahead with the children. And then he sends Rachel ahead with the children. And he is last. Um, the idea is that he's trying to butter up his brother. He's trying to soften him up. But um, so we, we get to the point. So all that is done. And so he, I want you to go to verse or chapter 33, or if you, you can just listen, that's fine. Um, let's go to verse Five. No, excuse me. I'm sorry. Verse three. That's what I'm looking for. Then he, this time about Jacob, he crossed over before them. Uh, this is all the maidservants and men servants and the flock and the cattle and his wives and his children and all that. He crossed over before them and bowed himself to the ground seven times until he came near to his brother. Now, the picture is he was in the back. So now he's starting to walk toward the front and he would go so many paces, however many steps, and he would stop and bow down to his brother. Then he would get up and he'd go a few more paces, a few more steps, and he would stop and bow down to his brother and get up and go a few more steps and stop and bow down to his brother. He did that seven times. Uh, verse four, but Esau ran to meet him and embraced him and fell on his neck and kissed him and they wept. Uh, then Esau asked a couple of questions in verse five. Who are these with you? Looking at the women and children, uh, Jacob says, uh, these are the children that God has graciously given me, your servant. Um, then he talks about the maidservants. They came and bowed down, and Leah came down with the children and bowed down, and Rachel came near with the children and bowed down. And Esau, verse 8, I'm trying to go through this fairly quick. Um, Esau said, what do you mean by all this company, which I met? And he said, these are to find favor in the sight of my Lord. So Jacob is laying it out. Uh, I've sent I've sent everything and everybody ahead of you, and I've got these I've got these uh, gifts for you. I've got the cattle and the goats and all this stuff I want to give to you. And uh, Esau said, um, "I have enough, my brother. Keep what you have for yourself." Now this is where I want to kind of dig in a little bit. And Jacob said, "No, please. If I have found favor in your sight." Then receive my present from my hand. Now, I, I won't, I, I'm going to stop here for just a second. Notice he says, my present. Um, you know, Esau says, keep all your stuff. I don't need it. I've ha I have enough. Jacob says, no, 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 please. If I have found favor in your sight, receive this present from my hand. Inasmuch as I have seen your face as though I had seen the face of God. Hmm. Now, that sounds kind of familiar because I think in the chapter before this, the night before this, Jacob says, I'm going to call this place Peniel because I have seen the face of God and I have lived. Now he, take, he takes this thought of comparison of what he's just been through. You know it's got to be fresh on his mind, right? He's limping. He's been up all night. He's probably tired. He's exhausted. And he's now facing the greatest fear of his life. He's facing his brother. And he says, I have seen your face as though I have seen the face of God. Um, now, I, um, it kind of makes me wonder, and this is just a little bit of imagination here. 
It kind of makes me wonder that if the man who wrestled with Jacob all night the night before looked like his brother. I'm just, just imagining there. Because I don't think the words, um, I don't, I don't think the words were um, happenstance. I saw your face as, a, as though I'd seen the face of God. And you were pleased with me. I, I, okay. Now, it's the next verse that I got to tell you really kind of shook me for a little bit. And I've never read this or never taken notice of this. Please take my blessing. That is brought to you because God has dealt dealt graciously with me and because I have enough. So he urged him and he took it. Uh, Do you remember the last time Jacob and Esau were in the same area together? Jacob had robbed Esau of his blessing. He had stolen the blessing from his father that was meant for Esau. So I did some digging. I did some digging, original language. The word that is used when it says in chapter 26, I believe, it says that Isaac blessed Jacob. The word in Hebrew is barak. And it means to bless. Jacob here says, Please take my blessing. The word blessing there is baracha. It means to be in a state of being blessed. Now, you could look at that and say, okay, so Jacob's trying to give to Esau what he stole. That's that's possible. I think it's deeper than that. I think Jacob is not just about the the blessing that he stole. In fact, let me give you something a little more to there. I'm going to come back to that in just a second. But it says he urged him and he took it. The word took there um, is the idea of it it means more than just take with your hand. Uh, In fact, it's it's translated in other areas of of the Old Testament to marry. Uh, to seize, to take within yourself. Um, but again, it, it could it was also translated Mary in a couple places. Uh, so it's more than just taking with your hand. It's something you receive in yourself. And so this idea that Jacob is talking to Esau is is more than just, okay, here's what I stole. I want you to take it back or take it from me. It should have been yours all along. It, it's more than that. Because, because notice in the verse before that, he says, take my present. Now, that's a totally different word than the word blessing here. It's not repeated in, in the original language. It's two different words. Um, so take my present. Take the gifts. Take the, take the cattle. Take the, um, uh, take the men servants and the, and the maid servants and all the things that I want to give to you. Take them. Receive them from my hand. Uh, and that, that's the verse before. But here... He says, no, no, it's more than just that. I want you to take the blessing. Take, I, I want to confer to you. I want to give to you. I want to I share with you. I want to impart to you this, this state of being blessed. Living in 
the blessing, living under the blessing, living with the, however you want to say it, living with the blessing. And so it's this idea of conferring the state of being blessed. And it's not like I'm going to give it to you and I'm not going to have anymore. It's the idea that there's an over and abundance. God has dealt bountifully with me. In fact, that's what he says. If you say bountifully or plentifully, I don't know. Um, he, he, he looks at him graciously. Oh, look there. I really flubbed it up, didn't I? He has dealt graciously with me. And I have more than enough. And right there, to me, is an indication or a proof or whatever you want to call it of the fact that Jacob had changed. He wanted to take the state that he was living in, the state of being blessed, the state of living. He, in fact, he even says, God has dealt graciously with me. And and I wanted to look that up because I was trying to remember graciously there. It's the same idea of living under grace now. It's the same theory. It's the same principle, the same idea. And, and he says, God has dealt graciously with me. I am living under a state of grace. I, it's an over an abundance. And I want you to live in that same state. So this state of blessing that I have been living in, I want to share it with you as well. I want you to receive it. I want you to take it. And it says Esau, he, in fact, it says that Jacob urged him he begged him, he pleaded with him, he urged him to take, be a part of this living that I'm a that I have been able to, or been blessed with for, for these years. I want you to take it too. And it says that Esau took it. Not the idea of taking it with his hands. He received it in himself. And so I think that this was not only a um a coming to terms with himself and with God and and all that for Jacob. I really think it was a coming to terms. I know they met and they hugged and all that kind of stuff, but you got to remember they had some real issues to deal with. That's some real issues to iron out, or so you would think. You would think they had some things to iron out, but once they both got under the banner of grace, It all went away. God has dealt graciously with me. I am living under grace. I am living in the state of being blessed. I am living under the blessing. And I want to share it with you, Esau, my brother. I want to share it with you so that we're both under there. And when they both came under this covering or this, this, uh, this state of being blessed, the state of being dealt graciously with by the Lord, um, that, that once that did, then, then whatever it was that they had to straighten out, just it, it, there was no need for it to be straight because they understood they were both now living under grace. Now I, I know I'm uh, I'm taking that a little further than than um, than maybe you read into it, but I think there's something there when, when I say taking it further. Um, you know, Esau wasn't living under that grace yet; he wasn't being blessed yet, but but he really was. It says he took it, he received it. He was then living under 
or living in the state of being blessed. He was living in the blessing, and just like his brother. And when they and and so the same God that had dealt graciously with Jacob was now dealing graciously with Esau. And when you had the two men that were now being dealt graciously with by the Lord, then all the all the things between them somehow went away. In fact, Jacob or Esau then says, "Okay, let's go and let's go together." So they went from facing each other. They went from, you know, Esau wanting to take his life. And and then the next time you see them, they're facing each other, almost like adversaries, because that's exactly what Jacob thought. He thought Esau was coming to take him out, right? So there was an adversarial kind of context to that. And then you see them come together and they look at each other and the years of missing each other, they cry, they hug and all that. But it doesn't mean everything went away. It doesn't mean that they were you know, everything was okay at that point in time. But when Jacob was able to share the graciousness of the Lord, the the, the blessing that he had that he had received, I, I get he stole it, right? But but I want to show you something. Go back to Ge- Genesis chapter thirty-two, and it says uh, it says that when when Jacob uh, was wrestling with the angel, and he says, "What is your name, Jacob?" Uh, verse twenty-nine. Um, Jacob said, tell me, what is your name, I pray? Why do you ask my name? And he blessed him there. He had a a blessing. This blessing, unlike the blessing from his earthly father, which was stolen, this this was a blessing from the heavenly father, which was freely given. Freely given. Okay, I know he wrestled with him, but okay, he was wrestling with God. Do you really think he would have won? Come on, give me a break. This blessing was freely given by the Lord. And when he was under that freely given blessing from the Lord, the first thing he wanted to do when he saw his brother was share it with him. This blessing that I have, the state of being blessed, living in this graciousness that I am now living in, living under this grace that I have. I want to share it with you. Please urge, I urging you, I'm urging you to take it. And he took, he received it. He received it unto himself. It wasn't like something he took in his hand. It was something greater than that. It was something bigger than that. It was something more than that. And when they did that, they then, Esau, the very next thing he wanted to do was come, let us go together. In fact, you see that in Genesis 33 and verse 12. Let us take our journey. Let us go. Now Jacob wasn't perfect, you know. I, I I freely give you that. But what I'm saying is, here's what I'm saying is that 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 when Jacob received the blessing from his father, when he stole it from his father, let's just put it like it is, that when he walked away, he still wasn't changed. He still was all about Jacob. In fact, if you look at everything he's done up to this point, he's he's done everything for himself. It's to benefit him. But on that night that he wrestled with the Lord, that night he wrestled with the with the angel, um, and I've and and I've got my theories about who that is he wrestled with. But uh, uh, on that night when he wrestled with that angel, he received a different blessing. And the first thing he wanted to do was give it to his brother. Listen to me, child of God. Uh, uh, Listen to me very carefully. I'm I'm starting to to, um, be a little uh, 
judgmental. I'll, I'll, I'll admit it. I'll admit it. I'm starting to be a little judgmental. Because I wonder if the people that I see that claim to be children of God, I wonder if they understand the blessing from the Heavenly Father that they have upon their life, how they're walking in, living in, working in, having family and and day in and day out, how they're living, how they are living in a state of being blessed. So much so that they want to go share it with someone else. In fact, if you'll notice, this is the first time. This is the first time. Jacob's been pretty uh, haughty, arrogant um, up to this point. Prideful, if you want to call it that. Pretty egotistical up to this point. But notice when he's going to meet his brother. I, I, I wonder if he stopped and bowed seven times. You know, we, it's easy to say he did that out of fear because he thought his brother was going to uh, take him out, right? But I don't want, uh, it makes me wonder if it was really a change of heart in how he looked at his brother, how he felt about his brother. And he stopped and he bowed seven times because he truly truly wanted to serve his brother. And if if we as children of God, if we truly understood, if we truly understood how graciously our Lord has dealt with us and the state of blessing, the state of being blessed that we walk in, the condition of grace that has been placed upon our lives. If we truly understood it, wouldn't we want to share it with our brother? Wouldn't we want to share it with another? Wouldn't we want to confer that on to them, pass that along to them? Wouldn't we be like Jacob and urge them to take it? I got to tell you that the the people that that preach the gospel. Well, let me rephrase that. I, I don't think it's the gospel. The people that preach every Sunday a message, a sermon, an inspirational speech, whatever you want to call it, and it's about being blessed and gaining more and getting more and prosperity and all that. Um, I am becoming more and more convinced every week that that is a perverted gospel. I'm just, I'm getting more and more convinced of it. Because I think for the first time, I think for the first time in Jacob's life, he's starting to realize, or he, he realized God has dealt graciously with me. And so because of that, I am living in a state of being blessed, and I want somebody else to live just like that. 
and he chose to share it with his brother. He didn't have to use that word blessing. He could have left it with the whole, just take my present. He, he didn't have to use that word. He could have just said, hey, take the present and you know, let's, let's make peace. Let's call a truce or whatever. No, it was something more than that. He wanted to share this blessing, this, uh, this state of being blessed, this barakah that he had, that he wanted to share it with somebody else. And I want to tell you, folks, we as children of God are living in the greatest state of being blessed. We're living in the greatest condition of grace that the world has ever known. And I wonder if we truly realize it because I I think if we truly realized it, we would be wanting to share that blessing with everyone else. And if if we truly lived as a people of grace, if we truly lived as a people of grace, we would become a people of reconciliation. Doesn't mean it's easy. Uh, it doesn't mean that you'll always be everybody's best friend. But you should always be living in a state of looking to reconcile. Always. Because that's what God did for us. I know this is a little bit different tone than what I usually take. Folks, if I never saw a miracle, if I never saw the blinded eyes open, and I've seen miracles, I've seen them. I've seen them with my own two eyes, but if I never see another one, if I never experience any signs and wonders, can I tell you I have experienced the greatest miracle of God's grace? And if I truly believed, if I truly believed, that this is the greatest miracle that can change a life and go and have somebody go from living in a state of being cursed to a state of being blessed and under grace. How selfish is it of me to not want to share it? And that to me is how I know that Jacob was changed. Because not only was he willing to give away his maidservants and his flock and his cattle and his goats and his sheep and, and possessions and all that kind of stuff, he, he went a step further. And, he, and he, wanted to, he wanted to share the blessing that he had received from not only his earthly father, but his heavenly father, in that he was blessed. He wanted to share that experience and that, and that grace and that blessing with his brother. And then I believe they both were changed because Esau said, the man who wanted to kill him said, let's go together. Let's walk together. I, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about that folks. I think it's, I think it's pretty simple. So I want to challenge you today. I want you, I want you to I want to challenge you to truly realize the blessing that you have of God's grace on your life and salvation. And then I want to challenge you to find another 
and share it with them. And if it takes it, urge them. And see if you can't gain a brother in the process or a sister. It's my challenge today. I love you. Hey, listen, reach out to me, Pastor Mac, P A S T O R M A C K 71 at gmail.com. Pastor Mac 71 at gmail.com. Um, tell somebody else about this podcast. I still have books, uh, Freedom from the Taskmaster, if you want one or if you would like to get one for somebody for a, as a gift, uh, reach out to me. You can go to our church website, spiritwalkministries.com. You go to the um, leadership and you'll see me and you'll see a link below my name or my picture uh, for a co- uh, to get a copy of the book. And uh, I believe it'll bless you or bless somebody. So. Reach out to me. Let me know what you think about the podcast. And uh, I look, I so look forward to doing these with you. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. I love you. And uh, I will talk to you soon.